Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast with Chris Buda and Brett Hammond. Chris is a lawyer, pastor, and nonprofit executive, and Brett is a producer and business owner. This is a fun, lighthearted introduction to what's going to be a five-part leadership series. And in this introduction, Chris will share the story of how he and his sons got on the show Family Feud. Most of us have heard the expression 15 minutes of fame. Brett, have you heard the expression 15? Everyone gets their 15 minutes of fame? I've heard it. What was yours? Probably uh, the last time I played football. You made a big play? Interception. And then it took 15 minutes for you to, <laughs> for <me> to, <laughs> to run, run it back. <laughs> <laughs> you were defensive tackle. So, <laughs> Hey, most of us have had that, have heard that expression. And I think if we were honest, uh, personally, we would all say, okay, you know, this is my 15 seconds of fame. This is my 15 minutes of fame. I want to share with you a story. We, I actually had 15 minutes of fame, uh, including my whole family. And it was more like a few hours of fame. I was starting to go back to October 2011, I think it was. Uh, two of my sons were in college. Two of them were still at home in high school. And uh, when the one son would get home, we would uh, feed him after football practice. And we'd sit in front of the TV and we'd watch either at 7 p.m. on a weeknight in Pittsburgh. It was either Family Feud or ESPN. And sometimes, you know, the, the OCD and you, it's like if you go to commercial, you switch over to the other stage. So we go back and forth. At one point, we switched from ESPN, and so we're watching Family Feud with Steve Harvey, and it was good for laughs. I enjoy the show. I always enjoy him as a, as a man and as a comedian. But there's a runner at the bottom of the TV station that says, hey, for our viewers in Western PA and West Virginia, if you're interested in being on Family Feud, call this number. And I immediately lit up because I'm thinking, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. I, I had no thoughts of actually getting on the show but based on who I was doing, I was running nonprofit at that time. We had learned to kind of have fun on the cheap in our family. And so little adventures here, little adventures there. I thought just for kicks and giggles, we do something. And, you know, again, Steve Harvey, everyone's favorite comedian. I thought, why wouldn't we do this? There's four sons, myself, and they say you try out six people. So I said, we can go do this and have mom be the sixth person. So immediately my mind starts thinking, let's make the phone call. And as I get my phone, my son looks at me and goes, what are you doing? I said, we're going we're gonna to try out for Family Feud. Well, I happened to be talking to one of my introverted sons who's like, why would we do that? I said, because we uh, we'll go see Steve Harvey, kicks and giggles on the, for a couple hours. We'll see what happens. Long and short of it is I make the phone call. They say, hey, come. I think it was a month out, but it's six, uh, four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. Steelers weren't playing, so they were at the Marriott Hotel. They were running sessions for people to try out Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. We get there at the last slot. And we pull up, I think it was a four o'clock slot. We get there a little before four because, you know, we're not in big rush to get there. The place was packed. There were lines out the front door. And I realized at that point that maybe it's going to be a little different than what we thought. That I, again, I thought we were just coming out for kicks and giggles. I didn't realize how serious people were taking this. And as we get in the hotel lobby, we have to register. We give them our name. We're on the thing. Uh, we go up to a ballroom. They, they had four or five ballrooms running, probably 500 people in there. And they start giving us the pitch on, what we're supposed to do and they're being real clear i think that the, the points they made was one you don't have to be smart you don't have to get anything right which was a little odd i'm thinking oh okay i get it but they know what they're doing it's their show they said we're not worried about these tryouts how many answers you get right uh don't try to be funny they said just be yourselves they said no don't worry about being right don't try to be funny what we're looking for is be a family have some fun, love each other, enjoy the time. And I thought, we can do 
this. It's my four sons. Again, as I said, two in college, two in high school. They're still juvenile. They're still adolescents. They know how to have fun. We laugh a lot as a family. So let's just do our thing. So because we got there a little late, we were at the end of the line. So we're watching as the way they set it up. They had two families come up. They call you by name. And they're just long card tables in front where they turn and face the people who are waiting. They had a little bell that you'd see at the laundry to, to ring for attention. Uh, and they said, look, ring in after we ask the question. No matter if you get it right, you get to go first. Everyone in your family answers the question. Then we're going to ask another question. Even if you lose, your the other family gets a chance because we want to see how they answer. So we're watching this go on, and and again, we're just laughing. And we kept looking out for Steve Harvey, who never showed up, by the way. Uh, but we're watching this thing, and I'm thinking to myself, odd how people can't follow instructions because there's people up there who are trying to the death of them to try to be funny. And to me, there's nothing more uncomfortable when people are trying to be funny who's not funny. Have you experienced that, Brett? Too many times. Yeah, you've seen me try to do that. It's, like, <laughs> it's just that it's like, oh, my gosh, you're better off just shutting up. Don't, don't, don't try so hard to be funny when you're not. And so I'm watching this. It's uncomfortable. It's like a car wreck. Uh, then there's the people up there who look like they're taking their MCATs or the SATs. They're just thinking so hard to try to get the answer right, and they're getting real serious. And I'm thinking that they told us not to do that either. So as I'm watching this, I'm going... All right, we came down here for some laughs. We came down here for some kicks and giggles, but it really appears to me like we could do this if that's what they're looking for because no one else is doing this. We're watching hundreds of people, numerous families go through, and no one's getting it done. We finally get our chance, and the boys go up there, and I told them, I said, just just be you, man. Just do what we do. We're going to have some fun, laugh, support each other, tease each other as young adolescents and old guys are tend to do. You know, we just our best love languages picking on each other so we're up there against the family of all adults from westmoreland county outside of pittsburgh we get up there this other family is like the professorial type they're, they're working real hard to get stuff right and they're doing well if that was the key if it was jeopardy they would have won because they, they were getting all the answers right they rang in and then ran the table so we go for the second round and as they said we didn't ring in but we got the answer anyway because they said they wanted to see us go well my guy we did not get an answer right it was it was hysterical how bad we were, but the boys were just enjoying themselves and having a blast and having fun, and we're just laughing and and they're talking to each other. Brett, again, you've got a brother and a sister, and you're a little older, than my kids, but yeah. the, the the modus operandi of uh, communication with my guys is quoting movie movie lines. Do you guys uh, have a yeah. tendency to do that? Definitely. So, uh, see if you can name the movie because I can remember distinctly. This is going back to October 2011. One of them answered a question yet again wrong, and I think it was JT, my second son. He goes, "Oh no, we suck again." <laughs> you know which movie that's from? Shoot, I... Water Boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's either Tommy Boy, yeah. Water Boy, or Fletch. It's, it's it's all we do. But but then we go, "Oh no, we suck again," and we're just and I realize like as the kids are trying to answer, and I'm cheering them on. It's like, "Come on, come on, baby needs a new pair of shoes. Get the answer right." That there's people in the audience who are actually cheering for us. And I'm watching this unfold going, everyone sat there pretty stoically or pretty arrogantly going, oh, we're better. But they were, they were getting engaged by my guys just being guys and having fun laughing at each other. And so we, we literally, again, I don't think we get an answer right. My guys are laughing. We're having fun. They're all chest bumping each other. And after the last guy goes and is like, er, nope, wrong again. Uh, <laughs> we're like, okay. So they started jumping on each other and carrying each other around. And uh, the producer's like, hey, thanks for coming. They said that to both families every time and head on out. So the other family's like kind of high-fiving because they just think they won uh, 
the Jeopardy game, getting all the answers right. We're walking out laughing. I'm just ready to eat because I was without food for three hours. And if you know me, that's kind of my limit. My blood sugar drops. I need a pizza or something. Uh, so we're walking out. And the young lady who was the producer in the front, I noticed she's shaking all my boys' hands as they're walking by. And she's calling by name. And she's saying, hey, uh, Trevor, great job. Hey, Mark, we loved, we loved the way you did that. JT, fun. And they're being very intentional about giving them feedback. So I thought, well, they, they were just good kids. And again, we were told to have fun. We had fun. Nothing else. We entertained the producers. We suck at Family Feud. But at least we entertained some of the people in the audience, the producers. So as, as, we're, as I go by, young lady grabs my hand and I shakes my hand. She goes, Chris. And she starts pulling me into towards her, <laughs> which is this uncomfortable moment, albeit, you know, Felt pretty good having a young girl pull me in close. And uh, as she's pulling me in close, I feel her putting something in my hand. I'm like, are you slipping me your number? I'm like, yo, check out the wedding ring. I know my wife ain't here, but slow the roll, baby. I'm a married man. And she goes, I'm putting something in your hand. I'm like, uh, sweetheart, I can feel it. <laughs> I, I, I can feel it coming in my hand. She goes, what I put in your hand, she goes, do not look at it. And she says very in a very clandestine way, she goes, go back into the lobby. There'll be a young girl sitting behind a guard table. Wait until there's no one else in the lobby. Make sure there are no other contestants in the lobby. When the coast is clear, hand her this piece of paper. <laughs> and I, I did what you I just started laughing. I'm like, what well, we went from Family Feud to the James Bond movie. Yeah. I'm like, what the the intrigue is going on? So she said, Don't look at it, go give this girl another round. So we go to the back of the room and the boys are like, Hey, what did she want? I was like, she was into me. She liked me there. Shut up, old man. <laughs> she was not. I told the story of my wife. She said the same thing. Kids, he was like, please don't don't think that highly of yourself. But being someone who can't follow instructions, we get out into the lobby, and I said, she gave me this piece of paper. And as I'm opening up, they said, what did they say? What did she say? I said, she told me not to open the paper. <laughs> but I, I'm reading it because you know, after this, we came down here for some laughs. I'm ready to go home. What's the paper for? And it was our report card. And it was interesting because I'm looking at this report card and it had everyone's name there and comments next to it, next to all the boys, really a very positive, a lot of energy, cute, all this stuff. Gets down to my name. It had hearts around it. <laughs> and it said, outstanding leader. It's like, I told you she liked me. <laughs> it was all pimped out the way it would look. So, so I go and... Uh, I lose my mind and the guys are just saying stop. So I go and there's this young gal, probably a 19 year old girl sitting behind a car table and I hand it to her. And as I hand it to her, she slaps it out of my hand. This young kid, I'm a grown butt man. She slaps it out of my hand and says, didn't she tell you not to give to anyone's around? I'm looking around, there's some people walking to the lobby. I went, honey, I, I'm not really sure what she told me and I'm not really paying that much attention because I have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> I said, at this point, I think I literally said there, I'm ready to go home and eat now. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what, why we're doing this. And she, she, she kind of waves us in close to her as, as the boys lean in, she goes, Look, uh, they liked what they saw. They want you to go downstairs, and you're going to shoot a commercial for Pittsburgh CW, the station that carries Family Feud. They want you to shoot a commercial to for Family Feud. Well, my guys start dancing around like, that's awesome. We sucked at the game, but we're going to do a commercial. And, you know, they're like, hey, our friends will see us on TV on a commercial. I said, like, yeah, if any of your friends watch Family Feud on Pittsburgh CW at 7 p.m. on a weeknight. But they thought it was a cool thing, so... I said, all right, how long is this going to take? And I'm about worn out. We talked about this off air before, but I told you, I'm to a point where you know, if I, when I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. And I'm literally I'm like, okay, I kind of achieved the mission. We had some laughs. We had some giggles. I'm about done here. But the guy's like, come on, we're going to shoot a commercial. I said, okay, what do we have to do? She goes, go down. Again, all this clandestine stuff is still going on. She goes, go down the entrance behind us. It's a service entrance. 
She goes, go down through there. You're going to come to an elevator. Take it down to the basement. When you open it up, when, when, it, when you go down the basement, there'll be someone there to meet you. At this point, I'm going, all right, this is starting to get a little too sketchy for me. I said, I'm not exactly sure what's going down. But I'm wondering, I was like, okay, it's, it's a TV show. It's Steve Harvey's a comedian. Literally, I'm thinking, are we going to get punked? Is this going to be one of those surprise things where I'm like, take the service elevator down to the basement and then someone will be there? And so literally, I told the guys when we get in the elevator, I said, get your back to the wall. I said, they're all big boys. I went, get your back to the wall and get ready. If something weird goes down, <laughs> we ain't taking this easily. I'm, I'm fighting back. We get down, the elevator opens up. There's, it's an empty hallway, except there's a door to a room directly across from the elevator. The door opens. There's an older lady in there who's like Buddha family. And she's very authoritative. I'm like, maybe? <laughs> he goes, get in here. And I'm looking. And over my sh- her shoulder, I can see there's a guy who's sitting there with a video camera on a tripod in a bare room with a white sheet against the wall. <laughs> and I thought, is this going to be a hostage video? What? <laughs> I wasn't exactly sure what they were doing. or And I'm like, honey, what are we doing? She goes, just get in here. We get in there. She hands me a microphone. She says, line up in order, age order. She goes, say your name and say something funny. Literally like that. Say your name and say something funny. She hands it to me. She goes, go. I'm, I'm flabbergasted. And I got to be honest, what kicks into me isn't the guy who thinks he's a comic. It's the dad who kicks in. And I'm thinking, my four guys, they're putting them on the spot. Two of them probably don't care. Two of them are, are upset. And one of the two who's upset is going to punch me in the face because he's introverted and doesn't want to do this crap in the first place. He's going to be so mad at me. So I'm literally thinking, oh, man, how is going? So she hands me the mic. I say, I'm going to the Buddha. I mumble something. And I, whatever I said, I'm sure wasn't funny. But I'm thinking, dear God, help my kids because, you know, this is just putting them on the spot. So we hand it down the line. The oldest, Andrew, is real kind of calm and easy going. And he's, he's a college kid. He's like, hey, my name's Andrew. I'm an artist. I'm a photographer. And I drive a pimp and she- purple Chevy Astro van or something like that. He was just real cool. That he's the JT, my second son, who was at Pitt at the time and is a Chinese major in ROTC. And he's pretty. He's a sharp kid and real disciplined. He's like, my name is Buddha and I'm a Chinese major. He says, coincidence? I think not. And he, then he says something in Chinese real fast. And the lady starts cracking up and the, the guy in the camera is laughing. And then the, 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 the microphone goes to my third son, Mark, who at that point was a senior in high school. Might have been a junior that year. But who's very introverted. And I'm thinking, he is going to kill me for putting... He, he hates this stuff. So JT hands it to Mark. And I'm so proud. Mark looks forward with a big smile on the face. He goes, hi, I'm Mark. And then just hands it to Trevor. And I, the best thing was this woman who there understood, like he was being who he was because she started laughing harder at that because say something funny, I'm Mark, smile. And as soon as he handed his face on blank and like, this sucks. I don't, you know. Hands it to Trevor. So Trevor gets it as the baby. And then Trevor starts, the the, the actor, and I mean, he starts telling some story about, I, I go downtown on the weekends and I pop and break dance and all this stuff. I'm like, you don't go downtown. You never got town by yourself in your life, little suburban boy. I don't know what possessed him to start telling this story. But he's talking about popping and breakdancing. And uh, his brothers are like, yeah, yeah, show him what you can do. And the guy behind the camera is like waving him on like, yeah, do it. So Trevor gets out front and he, he can dance and pop and break. You've done it with him, Brett. You, you guys took a class together, he's didn't insane. you? insane. Yeah. <laughs> so he was a talented kid. So he actually starts doing it. And uh, as soon as he does his little 15 or 20 seconds dance, his brothers just start beating the snot out of him. They start punching him. <laughs> And uh, again, it turns into a dog pile. Everyone starts laughing. We're hugging. And that was obviously they're done taping. But it struck me. And I looked at this woman. It's like, how can I ask you? I said, I've been confused ever since we we got the report card upstairs. How are we going to turn this into a commercial? And the woman's name was Gabby. And Gabby is the, I think she's the owner of uh, Fremantle Media Company, 
which is the producers of Family Feud. She was the, she's the lead dog. If I got her title wrong, I apologize. She's the lead person. She says, it's not going to be a commercial. She says, I'm not sure what they told you upstairs, and that's probably why they said not to say in front of other contestants, people who tried out, because then everyone's like, oh, we did better than them. We did. That's why they, she was keeping on the down low, say it's a commercial. She goes, we liked what we saw upstairs. We're going to bring this on file to Atlanta where they taped Family Feud, and we think, this is October 2011, I think in the spring we're going to call you and say, hey, come on down. We think we're interested to have you on Family Feud. My guys are flabbergasted. They thought that was the craziest thing. And uh, it was just a great, a great moment in time. So I thought, to be honest, Brett, that was our 15 minutes of fame. Never ran in Steve Harvey, but we, we got a second look at the draft, I guess is a way to put it. So, Thanks so much for listening to part one of the six-part leadership series. Chris Buda will be back next week for part two. This episode was recorded and produced by me, Brett Hammond, at www.bhammond.com. 